Will the Terps cover against Virginia? You are Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making us part of your day. And these days, new potential hires can feel like high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions apply. Maryland will cover against UVA tonight, Friday night lights, 7 o'clock at the Maryland Stadium in the shell. Black out uniforms, the new black uniforms, the new black helmets are coming to the Terp Stadium, and the Maryland Terrapins will cover looking good in those black uniforms. Let me tell you. This Virginia team just isn't good. They have struggled against everyone. It's only been two games, but they got crushed by Tennessee, 13-49. to And then they also lost to JMU, 35-36, to a team that Maryland, I think, would be favored in by almost 20 points. The team isn't very good overall for Virginia. They have way too many weaknesses. Their offensive line, it's horrible right now. If you think our offensive line is struggling, their offensive line is struggling. They have given up 21 tackles for a loss, eight sacks, and they've lost 53 yards from sacks, which is the most in the ACC, and they're 125th in FBS in sacks allowed at four per game. So what does that mean? What does that tell me? Maryland's pass rush, it's so-so right now. I would love to see it improve, but Maryland's pass rush might be able to get to their quarterback pretty often, and usually that doesn't happen. If we compare our good secondary with a good pass rush, Virginia's not going to be able to do much on offense. So if their offensive line continues to play that poor and and down at that level, then our pass rush is going to be able to get there, and it's going to make it so hard for their offense to do anything against us. They also, one thing I read is that they've been using extra tight ends and running backs. They have to keep them in the play and keep them in the pass blocking situations, and they can't allow them to go out on routes. I think that's a really kind of underrated storyline of the game. If they have to use an extra tight end to block, that's one less guy that they can bring out on on a route or whatnot, or running back on a check down. That's one less guy that their quarterback has the option to throw to because they have to worry about blocking our guys. And I think that's really important because you'll see it's much easier to um, to cover three wide receivers and one running back in tight ends or in pass blocking situation. It's much easier to cover that than it is to cover three wide receivers, a really good tight end, and a back coming out of the backfield. So if their tight end is staying in the pass block and they still can't block us, then they're going to have some trouble against our defense. And then I also think 
their QB situation is going to allow us to cover. I talked about in the last podcast a little bit. I really like that they're starting Tony Musket for us. I like it for us. He's a senior. He's a transfer from Monmouth. But I just don't think he's an elite talent. And with their poor off the offensive line, I don't think Tony Musket is going to be able to carry that offense. That's not what he does. He's more of a game manager. He can do more with more, but with less, he can't do as much because he can't. He doesn't have the traits and the tools to carry an offense. But apparently, he's starting over the freshman Anthony Calandria, who is scary. I'll talk about him a little bit later. But that freshman quarterback has an arm, and the fact. The fact that Musket is starting, I think it gives us a better chance on defense to wreak havoc. He can't move as well. He doesn't make big-time throws, really. So I think we have a better chance at covering with Musket in the game. And then defensively, there's no other way to put it, but they're bad. They're bad defensively. They cannot stop the run. They rank bottom 10 in FBS in stopping the run and Maryland should be able to take advantage. With Roman Hemby coming off of one of his best games ever, I expect a huge game from Roman Hemby and the rest of the Maryland backfield. I expect over, depending on how much they rotate the guys and depending on how many carries he gets, he should get at least over like 85 yards, I would think. Unless something happens in the game and they're down or or whatnot. But if the game is how I expect it to go and we're leading – Roman Hemby smashed the ball with Roman Hemby because their defense almost gives up 5.3 yards per carry. So we should be able to run against their defensive line because it's shown up pretty bad. Tennessee was able to run against them. James Madison has been able to run against them. So we should be able to get in third in manageables almost every time. And we shouldn't even face that many third downs with how well we should be able to run the ball. It should always be like second and four, second and five, and we should be able to easily pick up first downs with how poorly they can they have stopped the run. But the thing is, another reason I think we cover is they can't defend the pass either. Their secondary has been pretty bad. I was reading some articles, and they were like talking about how the secondary, they thought, all the Virginia people thought, oh, the secondary is going to be good this year. We have a good secondary. We have a lot of talent back there. But it's been really disappointing. They rank 104th in pass efficiency defense. And the unit ranks 116th in total defense. So they have offensive line problems. They have a quarterback competition going on. And they have defensive problems at pretty much every level of their defense. And Maryland's is favored at 14 points. So I think we I think we cover the 14 points. I think we beat them. And I think we beat them by more than 14. Another reason I think is because we got punched in the mouth last week against Charlotte. We ended up winning the game, but they came in and punched us in the mouth. And I think that's exactly what we needed. So After the Charlotte game, I think we're in a better spot where we will not come out slow. I'm almost glad we got punched in the mouth against Charlotte because I think we'll come out fast with the new uniforms on Friday night, prime time at 7 o'clock. I think Talia also, normally when Talia has a bad game, a poor game, he usually bounces back with a better game. I think he's 
watch the film, and I think he's going to be motivated to show people that he can play again like he did against Towson. First week against Towson, he was top 10 in PFF grades for quarterback in week one, and then against against Charlotte, it wasn't pretty, but I think Talia will bounce back and look a lot better. So overall, I think Maryland just has too many things that they can take advantage of and that they can exploit against Virginia. And Virginia just has too many holes, and they're just not good enough to cover the 14 points. We're going to do some Maryland over and unders after this message from LinkedIn. These days, new potential hires can feel like high-stakes wagers for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help find the right people for your team faster and for free. A lot of people need jobs right now, and if you want to find someone amazing for your company, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Let's get into some over and unders and some player props. For the games, I can never find any player props for the actual Maryland game, so I kind of create them myself, but they're usually pretty accurate lines, and we'll come back to revisit how many I got right. But let's start off with an actual over-under that is on all the betting websites. Over-under for points is at 48 Combined, I'm saying the over. I think we get over. I think Maryland is going to be able to put up a lot of points against a Virginia team. It's not going to be a shootout. I expect us to be able to get stops against Virginia. I do. But I think Maryland puts up at least like 30 at least. So I think Virginia can put up at least 18 to cover that point spread. But overall, I think combined, I think I would take the over for the 48 points. Talia Tungle-Viola in a bounce-back game over under 250 yards. This is interesting because I think our game plan will be to run the ball. At least I hope it is with how poor their run defense is. But their pass defense, like I read, is also bottom of the FBS. So you could really – you could think that we could do pretty much anything against this defense. I think we should be able to pass the ball too, and I think he'll be in the whole game because Virginia – I think it's too good, I would think, maybe for our backups to come in the game, really, like our backup quarterback, Billy Edwards. I expect Talia to play the whole game, basically. So I'm going to go over the 250 yards. Roman Hemby over under 80 yards. After his big game last week, I think the game plan is clear. With how poor that Virginia defensive line has played against the run, bottom 10 FBS, it's clear Roman Hemby has over 80 yards, and I think overall the running back room will have a huge day. 
But let's get to Tyrese Chambers. We haven't been able to talk about Tyrese Chambers. I don't want to say he's off to a disappointing start. It's only the first couple of games. First game, he had like two catches for like 12 yards. Second game, he didn't play with the injury. But Tyrese Chambers is back, and I think he's going to be ready to go. And I think Tyrese Chambers could have a big day for the Maryland Terrapins. I'm saying the line at over under 2.5 catches, and I'm going to say over. I think he has at least three catches. I think they get him involved in the screen game. I think they want to get Tyrese Chambers a little bit going. If you remember, Tyrese Chambers, one of the most surprising things I had seen in the offseason was Chambers got ranked by Howard Griffith as a top five wide receiver in the Big Ten after, and he was at number three behind the Ohio State boys and Marvin Harrison and Emeka Mbuka. And that surprised me completely. So there's obviously something Howard Griffith saw in Tyrese Chambers this offseason to make him say that because I didn't even think he was number one wide receiver on our team. So I was like, how can he be top five in the Big Ten? But I expect Tyree Chambers to come back and put up some big numbers. Octavian Smith, the true sophomore playing a lot of time, playing as a young man in a deep wide receiver room, over under 30 yards for Octavian Smith. I'm going to say... I'm going to say under. I want to say over. I hope it's over. Octavian Smith, I love Octavian Smith, one of my favorite players on the team. He's just an explosive playmaker. He has so many tools. I think he's probably the fastest dude on the team. But I'm going to say under 30 yards for Octavian Smith because there's just so many mouths to feed in the wide receiver room, whether Jason Jones, Caden Prather, Tyrese Chambers, Ty Felton. Octavian Smith could have a big game. He could not have a big game. It really just depends. Every week it's going to be someone different. Like in the first week against Towson, Octavian Smith had a really solid game and showed flashes of wow and some special type of traits with his speed. And the second game he was quiet. So I think anything can happen with Octavian Smith. I think he can catch like a 60-yard bomb. But we'll see. But I'll go under to start for Octavian Smith. Corey Deitches over under 4.5 catches for the Maryland tight end. Put up 100 yards in the first game against Towson. It was a little bit more quiet in the second game. Still had a solid game. But I'm going to say over 4.5 catches. I think he's just too much of a matchup nightmare. If Virginia isn't able to cover that guy, he'll go off for 120 yards because the speed is so hard to match up with at the tight end position. So I talked about Roman Hemby's over under 80, 85 yards or 80 yards. But I want to talk about our team rushing over under 130 yards. And I'm going to say over. James Madison was able to pound the ball against, against Virginia. And so did Tennessee. Tennessee had like over 200 yards against Virginia pounding the rock. I hope we can get to 130 yards, and I think it'll be a group effort. It has a chance for Antoine Littleton to come back and bounce back and show everyone why he should be running back two. And then also Colby McDonald wants to prove that he should be running back two. So I think those guys are going to be so motivated and push each other that they allow our running back room to look even better because motivated players that are fighting for spots especially running backs. They run harder. They're going to cut harder. They're going to try and break tackles. They're going to feel stronger. They're going to do more to allow themselves to 
show that they're the best back on the team. So I think over the 130 yards for our running back room against Virginia tonight. Jason Barham, two sacks last game. Will he have over under 0.5 sacks? So will he get at least one? I'm going to say it's always tough with him. It depends on how much they put him at edge rusher. I talked about that he should play edge rusher on almost all third downs and long because he's our best edge rusher, I think. Even though he's a linebacker, I think he's really good off the edge because of the speed and overall bend he brings. He can get around that corner against offensive linemen. He doesn't even really put on much moves or hand usage. He just bends and gets around the corner. But I'm going to say over because I think part of their game plan is going to get is going to be put Jason Barham in more pass rushing situations. So I'm going to say Jason Barham gets at least one sack against the Virginia Cavaliers. Over under two point sacks overall for the team. If you remember, Virginia is at the bottom of the whole country and giving up sacks. They're almost at four a game. So I'm thinking we can get at least three, especially if Tony Musket is starting because he doesn't move. He can move. He can definitely move reasonably well, but he's not as good of a mover as some of the other guys that we're going to play or a guy like Jalen Jones, quarterback for Charlotte that we already played last week. So I think if their offensive line isn't good and this guy, Tony Musket, can't really get out the pocket very well, then I think our defensive line, um, Quayshawn Fuller, Tommy King basote Jordan Phillips can all get two their quarterback, Tony Musket. Let's stay on Tony Musket. Over under 210 passing yards for Musket. So this is an interesting line. There's so many different ways I you can kind of go about this one. First thought, I say over because I think it's going to be a lot of they're behind early on and they're throwing the ball a whole lot to try and get back to the game. I can see him having one of those games. But part of me actually thinks that their freshman quarterback, Anthony, who I'm going to talk about in a second, is going to play at least a third of the game or is going to come in at some point if it doesn't look good. And Musket might get benched. And so you would think he wouldn't be able to get to that 210-yard mark. So I think it can go either way. I think it depends on how the game goes. But I can see them throwing the ball a ton. If Tony Musket really stays the starter and plays the whole game, I'd probably say over because I just think they're going to have to throw the ball to stay in the game. They're going to get a lot of garbage yards, especially in the fourth quarter. But I'm going to say under because I am trusting my judgment and trusting what I saw on film against James Madison, and I doubt that Tony Musket plays the whole game, and I cannot see a game away where Anthony doesn't get in the game at all. What Virginia players can ruin the Terps game plan? I'll talk about it after this message from Locked On and FanDuel. College football season is here, and this season Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College you college youtube channel college football kickoff live will cover playoff implications 
the conference rivalry games and go in depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash college and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Virginia has a lot of weaknesses, but these players can wreck Maryland's game plan. I've touched on this kid a little bit, but I'm saying if he gets in the game, this guy can ruin what we do on defense, and he can wreck everything and change the complexion of the game. And their quarterback, freshman quarterback, who's supposed to not start in Anthony Colandria, if he gets into the game, it's going to be, I'm going to say, scary. All right, maybe I'm overdoing a little bit. He's still a freshman. He had one good game, and they lost that game. But what I saw on film, I watched the whole game. I watched all of his throws against James Madison. That kid is talented. Huge arm, and he went 20 for 26 for 377 yards. He has that it factor. He has some special in him special throws, and he can move. He has escapability. I bet Virginia fans want to see him in the game over Tony Musket, but they're starting Musket. So if he – but I think this guy will play. I think he does play, especially if it's a bad game early. Unless Tony Musket's killing it, I can't see a world where Anthony doesn't play at least some time. I'm sure Maryland's preparing for both of them. Actually, I'm pretty sure Mike Loxley said that in his press conference. He called Anthony a young Talia which I think in a lot of ways is kind of true, but at the same time, like, not really. I, I don't see a ton of Talia in him. I think he's a little bit – has a bigger arm. I mean, it's similar how they both make moves outside the pocket, but that guy is really talented, and if he gets in, that can ruin our game plan because he can just do things, and he's going to be a little bit more raw and less polished. He might make a mistake, but – he can do things. He can make a couple plays that we can look at and be like, oh, that's a 30-yard strike, and Virginia's driving the ball now. That's a 15-yard strike. He's the real deal, I think, and I think Virginia has their quarterback of the future. But in their wide receiver room, two guys that scare me. They have two good wide receivers. It starts with junior Malachi Fields, four catches for 63 yards against Tennessee. And then against James Madison, 73 yards and had 9.3 per catch. I was reading a little bit about him. I saw him a little bit on film. Good separator, gets open, good route runner, but is also 6'4". So that combination scares me as a Maryland Terrapins fan and reporter. I think that he can make a couple of plays, bail out musket in a 50-50 ball, or he can just get open at 6'4". He's a talented guy and a guy that we have to watch out for. And 
we just have to overall he can I think he can ruin our game plan a little bit. I think they have a really solid wide receiver room over there. And that leads me to another wide receiver and Malik Washington. He had five receptions for 119 yards against JMU. Yes, five receptions for 119 yards and had a bomb for 63 yards touchdown against JMU. We can't let him behind our defense because if we do, he'll get bombed. So Jaquan Shepard can't take a, can't take a risk and try and jump a route on one of their other guys and let one of these two guys get behind our defense because they will take advantage of it. I want to read a quick quote about junior Malachi Fields, the first wide receiver I talked about. People are trying to take away away from us throwing it down the field. We throw it short to him, and he takes a five-yard hitch and turns it into a 12-yard completion. That's really good football. That definitely scares me. One of the Virginia staff members said that. That means we got to wrap him up. We can't allow him to get yak after the catch because that wide receiver room, that duo can definitely do some things. This team has talent. I know they're not playing well, but they have players that are talented. They're still a Power 5 team. They're still an ACC team, and it's going to be a battle on Friday night tonight, and I can't wait. Thanks for listening to Locked on Terps. Like and subscribe. I'm going to come on and talk about the game after the game, a little late night, just quick podcast, and I can't wait to see what we do. I'm expecting a win, but like I said, like and subscribe, and thanks for listening to Locked on Terps.